0: When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord.
1: What a joy it has been to walk through the Word of God with you and look at all these great purpose statements connected to the Lord Jesus and discovering why Jesus came. I hope you've enjoyed it and been refreshed by it and helped by it as much as I have. It's enriched my faith. As a matter of fact, let's just review for a moment, shall we? Why did Jesus come? Well, He came to save. He came to fulfill the law. He came to serve. He came to sacrifice. He came to bring division. He came to preach the truth. He came to call sinners to repentance. He came to give light. He came to reveal God. He came to do the will of God. He came to open and to close. He came to give abundant life. He came to proclaim the good news. And may I say today on the authority of the word of God, he fulfilled every divine purpose for which he came. Everything that God sent him to do, he did. And he did it perfectly. And how do we know it? Well, I want to draw your attention to two verses today. Interestingly enough, they're both found in the gospel according to John. I told you when we started this study, we began in John, uh, John chapter 18. And uh, I told you the greatest concentration of these purpose statements, these, these uh, messages about the mission of Christ, are concentrated in John. Now, we've been all the way back to the Old Testament and all the way to Revelation Uh, We've walked through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all speak to it, but John really zeroes in on it. So I think it appropriate that we finish here today. Here it is. The first verse is found in John 17. It's in the great high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a powerful, powerful passage. In fact, every time I come to John 17, my heart is helped. It really is. Listen to the words of John 17 and verse number 4. Jesus is praying on his way to the cross, and he says regarding his disciples to the Father, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Don't miss the the word there. It is the word finished. John 17, verse number 4, he said, I finished it. I did what you gave me to do. I fulfilled the purpose for which I came. Then if you flip over a couple pages, to John chapter number 19, you get a glimpse of Christ not in the garden now, but now at Golgotha. Not in the secret place of prayer, but in the place of public shame and scorn. He's hanging at Calvary. In verse number 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I didn't want to just leave you with a list of why Jesus came, I wanted to leave you with this conclusion to the list, this glorious exclamation point to all the purpose statements, and it is this, he finished it. Look, friends, he came to save, and he finished that work that was necessary for salvation. He came to fulfill the law, and he finished it. He came to serve, and he finished it. He came to die, and he finished it. He came to bring division, and he finished it. He came to give that message that would call sinners to repentance, and he finished it. He, he came to preach the truth, and he finished it. He came to give light, he finished it. He came to reveal God, he finished it complete. He came to do the will of God, he finished it. He came to open and close, he finished it. He came to give abundant life, he finished it. He came to proclaim the good news, yes, he finished it. And when we said he finished it, we don't mean by that that he was finished, No, no, the work is complete, the word is complete, the the way is complete, and the work goes on in us. The continuing work of Christ is being done because of his finished work while he was on earth. Now, these two verses, John 17, 4, and John 19, verse 30, have the same word, finished, but they have two different applications. In John 17, what work was finished? It couldn't have been the work of redemption because he's not even gone to the cross yet. He's not suffered and bled and died yet. He has to do that or we would be lost. So when he says, I finished the work which thou gavest me to do, what is it? Well, read the context of the text. The verses around the verse are all about the disciples. This is the work of reproducing. It was the work of making disciples, of revealing God to that first primitive church, of setting in motion uh, the, the church of the living God, and establishing truth in their hearts. He said, I've done it. And now, they're going to grow in the truth, and uh, more is going to be unveiled to them as, as the New Testament progresses. But the foundation has been laid, the church has been established, and the truth has been given about the way of salvation. He said, I've I finished that. It's powerful, isn't it, that he did not go to the cross and he did not die until that work was finished. Then when you come to John 19 and he cries out, it is finished. We've studied this word before, tetalesthi, one word in their language. It literally means paid in full. It was a merchant term. The price has been paid. It is finished. It was not the the victim's cry. It was the victor's cry. Uh, When he died, he died with a note of resounding victory. This, my friend, is the work of redemption. He finished the work of reproducing, and he finished the work of redemption. He paid the price for our salvation. Hudson Taylor, who became the famous missionary, started the China Inland Mission, read a book in his father's library when he was just a five-year-old boy, and he said five words in that book captured him. There was those five words that he could not escape that eventually would bring him to faith in Christ, and those five words that he read one day were these five words, the finished work of Christ. That's powerful, the finished work of Christ. He said those five words followed him all the way to China. I hope, I hope those five words will follow you wherever you go today. The finished work of Christ. He finished the work with the disciples and set something in motion that we would be the blessed beneficiaries of. He finished the work of salvation at Calvary, and that blood still speaks for us. And the work of, of redemption has now become a living reality in us. The divine transaction has been, has been made. Yes, when Christ cried from the cross, it is finished. It was finished, but he was not. No, he's still working today. He who came to fulfill the divine purposes on earth fulfilled them, and he is continuing to fulfill the divine purposes in our lives at this moment. I saved these closing moments that we have together in this series to ask you two things. First of all, do you know Jesus? If you don't, I don't want you to know about him. I want you to know him. The greatest joy of my heart would be to hear from someone that you have placed your faith in the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. If you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, would you call on him now, repent of your sin, and say to the Lord, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, save me now. Confess Christ as your Savior. Tell him you believe he died for you and rose from the dead, and that is the only way of salvation. Oh, my friend, he will finish that work of salvation in your heart today. And then if you are a Christian, I wonder, are you growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ? Are you coming to know the Lord Jesus in a greater way? And are you allowing him to fulfill and finish his purpose in you? Because that's why Jesus came. I want us to pray together. And while I pray for you, I want you to pray wherever you are And ask the Lord to fulfill all of the divine purpose through Christ in your life today. Father, I thank you for the word of God that is forever settled, that never changes, but it changes us. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth. And I thank you especially today, Father, for your Son and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I thank you that he fulfilled the purpose for which he came. And I ask that this day you might fulfill your purpose in all of us. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus.